Hello and welcome to the Axiom Principle. I'm your host, Dr. G. I decided to break away a little bit from my regular scheduled and formatted program. Um, I realize that this one's kind of late, but I hope you forgive me. Uh, I had a live stream conversation with both Godless Mom and Skeptic Nikki. We discussed the women in atheism, their perspectives in particular, what it was like, and how they how people treat them on the internet and how people treat them within the inter- or the atheist community as well. I hope that you enjoy this conversation. Uh, it was a live stream, so it is raw footage. I have unedited it so that you have full view of our discussion. If you wish to see the entire discussion, because we did have live cameras, you could go check it out on my YouTube channel and search up the tap podcast women of atheism to find our discussion thank you for joining nobody's watching so let me go share the stupid thing <laughs> let me fix that first share facebook share there share on twitter yay google plus why not we'll go there too <laughs> <laughs> there. That got shared everywhere. Alright. Nobody cares about us though. Nobody's watching. <laughs> <laughs> One second. I'm trying to find a cute emoji to go with this now live and <laughs> exclamation points. There we go. There, I sent Fireworks. the I sent the other link to you too, just in case you want to share it. However, you want to share it. Okay, thank you. Whatever works. No one, no one knows of my channel now. Oh, look, one person immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! We, we got an audience of one. That's good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can deal with that. Alrighty, so I sent you guys some pre-read questions just to kind of prime both of you for this. Hopefully you got a chance uh-huh. to read them. If you didn't, that's going to be more fun for me because <laughs> that's how we're going to roll with this. So um, I wanted to bring us together uh, for a couple of reasons. I've talked to both of you um, individually. I've had Nikki on my podcast twice now because she's just that awesome. Um, haven't had Courtney on you that on there yet, but you're kind of a hard person to get a hold of sometimes unless I really yeah. grab your attention. <laughs> and I can't imagine why, right? And I think we'll get into that in a little bit. Because I, I think what we're going to talk about will definitely have a reason why. Mm-hmm. So let's start off with the very first question. Um, and I actually kind of already know the answer, but maybe our audience doesn't, which is an audience of one. Um, what's his name hell let's just shout out to the one i have no idea unless they say something in chat i have no idea what's your name one person (laughs) watch it be ourselves please respond in chat yeah (laughs) busted oh man good times i'm sure more people will start pouring in eventually it's just the way it is because it just barely sent Mm -hmm. it out so and we're late that doesn't help yes (laughs) Definitely not. Definitely not helpful. <laughs> worst comes to worst, I always share it on my podcast channel anyways, which gets quite a bit of listens, actually. Okay. I don't do it on the YouTube channel, so 
It's different. Okay. But anyways, so let's uh, go random. Uh, first person here first gets to answer, I guess. I think that's, I don't know. I'm the one at random. With the not defective equipment, so coordinate. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> so uh, the first question I wanted to po pose to you is, um, I think you and I have similar stories when it comes to this, but when did you first realize that you did not believe in any deities or deities in general? And uh, what gave you that epiphany? Um. I, well, I was never religious, so the the whole idea of a god wasn't even really presented to me um, until I was, like, I don't know, 10 or 11. Um, you know, people would talk about god, but I didn't really understand what they were talking about. <laughs> they just kind of sounded crazy to me. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, so it wasn't until... Um, it wasn't until I fully understood what people were talking about when they said God that I realized that I didn't believe in that. So I guess I would be about 10 or 11, but I um, didn't realize that I was an atheist until um, Reddit came along and uh, I started reading Reddit and the, the default, one of the default subreddits was the atheism subreddit and I just kind of ignored it at first, but then everything that was coming out of that subreddit, I was like, I agree with that. Like that's making me think. And, and then I, you know, slowly realized that atheist applies to me because I don't believe in any gods, but technically I have been an atheist my whole life. Hmm. Okay. So, um, there wasn't a very specific moment for you cause you already didn't believe, but, um, I guess you just familiar, familiarized yourself with the arguments. Is that about it? Um, I really, I really didn't until I started doing Godless Mom. Oh. I really didn't. I just kind of fielded them as they came at me. <laughs> like a lot of my early posts are just like totally my my full on like reaction to somebody's first time arguing that stuff with me. So yeah, I really didn't. I read the Bible a long time ago, but I did not enjoy reading it i didn't really recall much from it outside of like the basic ideas and stuff like that um i hate arguing the bible but yeah i really didn't familiarize myself with anything before i started doing godless mom it's just like i don't believe in this stuff and i want to talk about it interesting okay nikki how about you cool. same question what well, was your moment me well, it was definitely a hell of a lot later for me because unlike Courtney, who ironically is blessed because of this, <laughs> I grew up in an extremely religious family. Um, and since before I was even out of my mother's womb, I was exposed to religion because she says she sung hymns to me. And that means I was hearing it. Um before I could even get, before I even, you know, ever, ever got out of there. But um, yeah, for me, it was a lot more recent, about four or five years ago. And it was a, it was, um, I don't know, kind of a long time coming, I feel, because I'm, I don't know, I, I, I can't stop looking for things or looking for answers. So as I gradually left religion and kind of went through the 
I guess the traditional path that leads to it, you become like a more moderate Christian, et cetera. And you move down through and you become like Buddhist and new age and Deepak Chopra is everything. And then you leave that and then you go down to, I don't know, agnosticism. So that's kind of the route that I took. And that ended about, yeah, it, um, I just, it was, it was hard for me to admit there wasn't a God because of course mm-hmm. when I'm told there is, and that's kind of the foundation of everything. That's kind of a major, well, let's just say it's shocking. So, so would you say it was a long process that you had to go over or was there like a specific moment that you just flipped? It was a long process. And then I flipped. It was both. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I, I would, I don't know, everything is what it is, but it would have been nice to have had more exposure to accurate science and stuff growing up and things like that. So I just kind of envy that. Um, But um, yeah, I mean, it backfired, obviously. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I I didn't get exposed to science or anything. I'm actually in the same boat as Courtney. My my experience is slightly less. It was, do you want to know what the end of the tunnel looks like when you're supposed to see God? And then my dad turned off the TV. <laughs> that that was it. So since you mentioned the Bible, I think there's a version that you might want to pick up. You might enjoy it, enjoy it just for the title, maybe. And that's this guy right here. <laughs> I don't know if you can read the title, but it's in German. Do I have it there? Let me see. I don't know. But my favorite part of it, it just says die on the front. It's just great. I wish it would happen. (laughs) (laughs) Even though it means the, but that's all right. It says die Bible. And I'm happy with that. (laughs) All righty. So you mentioned Reddit that was your major influence there. Was there anything yeah. else that you watched that you might have thought was interesting um, how, for the both of you? Was there anything that you started paying attention to more? Um, key figures, um, locations for arguments, what have you? What what kind of helped you drive toward being more outspoken? Whoever wants to go first. Um, well, for me, I definitely had a lot of respect for... Um, like I had never heard of Sam Harris or Christopher Hitchens or anything like that until Reddit and like just reading, like they used to post quotes from them and I found myself agreeing with them all. And then I started watching them on YouTube and stuff like that. So they were definitely huge and Richard Dawkins as well. They were huge in, in helping me get to the point where I want to be talking about it. Um, but outside of that, it was pretty much my dad, <laughs> my family. They're all atheists. My grandparents were atheists. Their parents, I believe, were atheists. So, I, I, I mean, I go back a few generations of atheists. And um, they all, like, daily life in our house was often, like, making fun of religion. And <laughs> just, you know, no, we 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 didn't make fun of religious people unless it was the Pope. Um, <laughs> but, 
but it was a lot of like just making fun of the religious rituals and the beliefs and stuff like that and and yeah my dad definitely spearheaded that effort in our home um so yeah he was a big influence as far as how I turned out that is so cool what was that like because I can't that's that is so I mean like when you were taught about like how things were made and how science actually works what was it honest I just feel like it would be more honest coming from maybe your house oh yeah it was a lot of I don't knows basically that's hmm. what it was because neither of my parents are scientists nor are they interested really in science and stuff like that my dad's a he was a social worker slash crisis counselor okay um and my mom was a sixth grade teacher so she you know she knew sixth grade math, uh, science um but she, they, neither of them really talked about the science side of things and when I had questions about how the world worked and stuff like that they could explain social issues to me they could explain historical stuff to me but um when it came to you know the science of it they, it was just a lot of I don't knows okay well at least they were yeah. honest enough to say they they didn't know yeah I mean, because that would have motivated me to go and find an answer where yeah. I wasn't really looking for many. Because um, God did it is pretty final. So it's yeah. lucky you. I mean, that's pretty cool. Because yeah. that would have been nice to have. And I think it's important because they don't know. And they could also have learned things as well and expanded their worldview. And it's, I don't know, I just think it... It's just such a dis. It's a disadvantage to be religious to that point, and to yeah. not give your kids the same. I don't know sense of curiosity by just shutting it down with that with that yeah. answer. Yeah, my dad really drove home uh, critical thought. Um, like every day, he would talk to me about how he asked questions. You know, just constantly ask questions be a critical thinker you know I grew up in my mind understanding that being a critical thinker is the best thing you could possibly be um alongside also being compassionate and like giving and all of that but mm -hmm. that he just really drove home critical thought and uh I I appreciate that and I, like on the flip side I have for me, like understanding, the, hearing all of these stories from religious or ex-religious people, it's like, I can't wrap my mind around what that was like. Like, I have so much trouble understanding it. <laughs> Try and growing you know, up in Utah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, Courtney, what's really interesting is my dad's a very strong example of compartmentalization because he's very smart. Um and he was always challenging us to ask questions about how things worked around us, like asking us little questions like, so why, you know, just as you're driving along down the road and you'd see a sign, the bridge, you know, uh, will freeze quicker than the ground or whatever. He would ask us, why is that? And think about things like that. But when it came to how the, you know, how he exists and, you know, the, I guess when you get far further enough back, those answers were God and that, that those answers aren't correct. And that's for me difficult as well, because it's an existential question because God is not just blamed for scientific or natural occurrences, but these emotional ones that people can't come to terms with. Um, mm -hmm. So it was just kind of, that was very upsetting 
um, and them spending so much on a private school Christian education, because I just feel like that's just you're paying so much to feed your child misinformation. I just hate that. Yeah. So in Utah, what they have um, that they always try to hide its purpose, but it's extremely obvious. Across the street from every junior high and high school is what they call a seminary building. And mm -hmm. it, it is just what it sounds. It's a place to go to have your daily um, worship session in in Mormonism, basically. And uh, in addition to that, if you can't make it or can't fit it into your schedule because you actually want to do something academically, they have morning and evening sessions that you can also join before and after school. Wow. At every school that's junior high and high school. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. See, like where I grew up, it, like that's ridiculous. A lot of kids were like, where I grew up. A lot of kids were were like me. Like maybe they didn't have like a long line of atheists behind them, but most of them didn't go to church. They didn't believe in God. Um, you know, most of them were like me. It it just never came up. Religion never came up. You know, it was for the first five years of my life, I thought God was something you yelled when you stubbed your toe. I <laughs> didn't, I didn't even, I didn't understand what churches were. I didn't understand any of it. And I, I, like, I thought, I genuinely thought churches were just places that you got married, you know? That's awesome. And, wow. Yeah. My daughter very had a football game in, in Texas turned around and asked me, dad, is God real in front of her friend? And I, I was caught back for a second, and I was like, how should I answer this? And I was like, uh, no, let's not get philosophical. No, it's not real. The parent turned around with this look on her face like I just stabbed somebody. And then I didn't even notice when she got up and left, but she got up, walked away, and just kind of went. And she, she went start talking to somebody else over there and then came back and grabbed her daughter. And I later found out she was like an administrator at the high, at the elementary school. Oh no! Yeah, uh -oh. I had a I had a conversation that's completely separate and off topic with the administration of said elementary school a couple years ago. Hmm. I lightly reminded them that every um, every lawsuit that's happened in the United States regarding preaching in school has not ended well for the school. Right. <laughs> I mean, it stopped. <laughs> but, wow. Okay, so let's. Um, Let's have the let's get into the more fun and interesting topic, I think. And that is the of the religious people you run into on the Internet and knowing and seeing Godless Mom's channel, because like I told her, I, I've been binge watching it so that she can get the views up. And my favorite <laughs> season, series so far is Holy Fucking Comments, because it's glorious. It's absolutely glorious. <laughs> Nikki, you need to start something quick because I'm pretty sure you got some good ones too. Oh wow! But, yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, <laughs> of the religious people on the internet, who are the least offensive that you've encountered? Do you mean like of a certain group or denomination? Um, doesn't matter. However you want to put it. The least offensive, though, the ones that don't get under your skin as much. I would say you the nebula. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, I, I guess um, I, I would think the nebulous ones. <laughs> um, How do you mean by that? What do you mean by nebulous? 
they don't know. They're just like, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. But I feel that everything is connected by this energy that permeates the fabric of the universe. And because of that, I cannot say there's not a God because I believe that there's this ultimate super powerful being like people like that, but they don't necessarily associate like the Deepak Chopra fans. Oh my you know? God, you do that way too well. <laughs> oh man you know what i might have just lost some friends with that one actually because <laughs> i love them i do and honestly i do but i do pick at them because my coworkers like that and i give her hell too she's like these yeah. are my crystals and i'm like girl why do you have that why do you have that sitting on your desk she's like you don't believe in this i'm like i used to yeah but not anymore why do you are those crystals she's like, legal <laughs> They're not meth. Yeah. Uh, no, they're, it's like, you know, quartz. And I have another coworker that uh, kind of subscribes to those views as well. They're the, they're the best. They're the least. Yeah. That that's, yeah. <laughs> they're the least offensive ones in the office. I'd say, but you know, probably even least offensive, less offensive than me. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah I would you? have to agree with those types um but like on twitter i don't really like on the internet i don't really run into those types i uh there's been lots of different people i think um what's that blogger's name john john pavlovich i've heard of him i can't remember yeah, yeah he, he's super nice like he's and his posts are often critical of religion and his own religion and mm -hmm. um so I really like him a lot. And, you know, every once in a while, I just, I converse with a lot of the times they're Christians um, who, who just don't actually, there's a couple of Catholics from, from England who follow me on, on Twitter and who I would consider, you know, Twitter friends, mm -hmm. um, Anka and Frankie, they're often around and they, you know, no judgment from them or anything like that. And we're able to discuss beliefs without getting mean and mm -hmm. uh, uncivil. So I really appreciate people like that. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. So it seems to me that the, uh, the woo throwers, I guess you could say, I don't know how else to put that. I believe in <laughs> that, the energy and the, and the spirits fine. and whatever. And mm -hmm. um, sometimes a Catholic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the oldest Christian religion, Catholicism. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, what what about the opposite? Who's probably the most offensive? You would think. <laughs> I mean, do you want to say it, Courtney, or do you want me to say it? Because I'll just go ahead. <laughs> Um, evangelical and Baptist Christians specifically, and then I just say Christians in general, but I do tend to go in on them a lot. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I'll give them a pass slightly, but they are kind of the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think the worst, the worst comment I ever got was a death threat and that was from a Muslim. Ooh. Yeah. Um, well, but yeah, I've had some pretty vulgar comments from the christians and um yeah but they yeah daily from christians so <laughs> I, I i would have to agree uh, the most outspoken are the christians um god um uh, mr new testament activist 
Um, I used to call him Porn Stash because he was he's Indian and had the full mustache, and it just the picture he had up looked like he belonged in porno. It was very disturbing. <laughs> and, but he used to tell me that you know he wouldn't he would want to go live like across the world on like like CNN or something and prove that he's newborn and no one can hurt him and then he can do all sorts of crazy magic stuff. I invite him to do that, really. <laughs> I, I told him if he can breathe fire, he can come over and join me over in in Texas and I'll live stream it and um, I'll proceed to kick his face in because, you know, I've done martial arts for 30 plus years. If you can take me, let's do this. Oh I can't gosh. hurt you, right? You're protected. Well, <laughs> I yeah, I was thinking, yeah. We would just run like some tests or something, like maybe throw a couple like. <laughs> no, he got he got belligerent and actually wanted people to shoot him. It was weird. Wow. He w- he got belligerent. Yeah, like if if you didn't want to bring it to live, and uh, didn't want to do it his way, he basically started just throwing mad insults and I don't know. He, he was just very very rude. And it got to wow. the point. He actually got under my skin a little bit, I have to admit. Takes a lot to irritate me, but he was one of the few. Mm. And he was a New Testament. It was like an evangelical, like a born-again Christian. <laughs> That's interesting, because I have never run into anybody like that. And <laughs> I'll introduce <I've>... him. <laughs> I'm curious, I have to admit. I mean, I mean, religion just brings out the best in people. I'll, I'll so. send I'll send him I'll send you his handle if he still exists because I haven't seen him on in a while. Aww. But I'll send you his handle and you can just scroll through his stuff. He's a special individual. Okay. Well, okay. I would love to. If you want to engage. It's no, I don't want to engage. I just want to see somebody make the claim to be able to withstand a bullet. And oh, then he look can at it, fire laugh too. about it, and, and not talk to that person ever. But <laughs> cause that's just crazy. He can also breathe fire, he says. I, I mean, sure. Wow. Yeah. Magic. I mean, I I can't. Yeah, probably. There's a lot weirder things out there. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, let's move on. Um, out of all the religions you guys talk to, obviously Christians are going to be the most vocal for whatever reason. Islam's probably right up there with it. Um, which ones do you usually not hear from? Like they sit back and lurk in the conversations. I don't hear a lot from Buddhists Mm-mm. or um, Hindu, Sikh. Have you ever had them. a conversation with any of those? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I grew up yeah. in Vancouver. They're everywhere. Most of my friends in, in the last place that I lived before I moved here, most of my friends were Sikh or Hindu. Cool. But they... They're they're also like second generation, uh, Im- like their parents immigrated and they were born in Canada, so they don't really take their religion seriously. Um, like not like their parents do, you know. And uh, so it just was never a co- topic of conversation. Hmm. Hmm. That's um. That's interesting. I guess maybe more so entitled, like maybe some younger Christians, um, which is everything kind of ties back to that for me. But I would say definitely I've never heard any much from anyone who has 
practice Judaism, but the other two Abrahamic religions, they're moderately involved. I don't hear a lot from Muslims. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know why that is, but it's probably honestly because I may I mainly target a Christian audience with my tweets because that's my experience and I deal with that craziness every day living in Georgia. <laughs> so I that's why um, I'm happy to discuss Islam. I just I don't encounter it very much. So that's probably I mean, I, I guarantee that's why I don't hear from a lot of Muslims. I guarantee you, though, if I start challenging them, they will they will be there. So um, but I just don't experience there's not a large community in Georgia. So which is probably safer for them, to be honest. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> Southeast <laughs> isn't really a great place to be. A, yeah. So, um, yeah, not great. Yeah, I don't see a lot. But um, Hindus, yeah. But, I mean, I've, I've definitely pissed off Hindus in the past. So they've definitely come out. Um, You've pissed off a Hindu? I've pissed off several. How? <laughs> I posted a picture of these two kids who were praying to win a spelling bee and one was Hindu and one was Christian. And then that was like, this is like a two, a double panel comic and the top half is the kids praying are the kids praying or whatever, top, whatever. And um, the bottom half is Ganesh <laughs> and Jesus like embroiled in this to the death fist fight. <laughs> And wow. they got really mad. Yeah. <laughs> you figured were, out how to press in Hindu's buttons. That is impressive. Dude, I was so shocked. I thought, I I was like, it's, it's it has an elephant's head. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just remember. I was, yeah. Yeah. That was pretty surprising. It was interesting. Yes, it's happened. <laughs> I, I i am i am definitely impressed i've i've talked to hindus several times uh face to face and whatnot yeah and never oh, yeah. had a problem yeah <laughs> most um, most of, i i manage a team and um i would guarantee that 90 percent of them are probably hindu of some sort well it's probably so. not that i well probably in where you work it's not mentioned but it, i mean if you no it a, is it, it's brought up Really? Oh yeah. Well, I work in a large company, so where I work, everything's there. Literally. Well, I mean, do they talk about Ganesh and things like that? Yeah, actually, one of my That's coworkers cool. that was his name, and I asked him if he was named oh. after the god. And well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the names, yeah. I mean, I had a friend named Krishna, but um, if you post an image of one of their gods, like in a fist fight with another god, I don't know how they'd respond to that. I'm going to try it and find out. That should be fun. <laughs> That's going to be great. I'm sure your wife is going to enjoy um, <laughs> being the sole earner in your house. <laughs> She'd actually have to go to work for that to happen. <laughs> oh, see, now that, that makes it even worse. Please don't get, please don't do that. <laughs> she finished her degree at least. So, <laughs> so he's a bonus. No. no, she's good. Just, I'm just saying that's probably not a good idea, but I'm sure you were being, you were joking. But. Yeah, no. <laughs> if she wanted to, she could be a CPA right now, but she's just like, eh. <laughs> she likes her life the way it is, so I ain't gonna complain. Okay, so um, 
this is going to be a maybe an easier one for Nikki, maybe not. Um, but I'm also interested to find out what Courtney says about this one because this one should be fun. What are the top three things that you like about religion in general? It can be anything from context in the book to the people to how things interact. Um, anything. Anything at all. For me? It don't matter. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking. So, if well, you... For me, it's pretty easy. It's it's the art, music, and architecture. Yeah. I was definitely going to say, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I am 100% with her. Architecture, I will say, and of course, architecture, art, and then of course, how the church, because they had most of the money, um, they were able to start the early discoveries and funding and starting to answer some of the questions that led to later scientific discoveries that made them obsolete. And also, I like how religion is, it's this, it's this weird symptom that human psychology has something really screwed up with it, but it's so, it's, we don't know what it is. It's incredibly popular and it makes no sense, but it plays a huge role in a lot of people's lives. And for me, that's just very interesting because... Mm -hmm. That so that I do. I mean, that's I mean that's what I enjoy about it or like about it. But the rest of it, you know. <laughs> I actually wrote I wrote a blog post a while ago about my my I think it was six top six favorite things about religion and the number one thing that I listed was the the um, Muslim call to prayer um, because I've traveled a lot and I've been to a lot of different places where it just kind of rings out and when that sound is just like the last place that I heard it was on this island in in Thailand this tiny little island in Thailand and you know at sunset with that sound ringing out over this tropical island it's just beautiful and you cannot deny it it's so beautiful um you know if you don't think about what it means <laughs> you know it, it's it's just awesome. a really beautiful sound yeah I would love to experience that. It, it's an amazing experience. Wow. I would definitely love to experience that. Um, I, I mean, that is another thing that's, that's really great is the, the culture and the creativity of human expression. That type of stuff is what religion does, you know, bring to the table. That's really nice because, because it's such an emotional thing. People have put a lot of their just emotion into it and it mm -hmm. gives us like you said some of the best art architecture and music but that's not to say that i don't believe that all of that wouldn't be possible without religion um, oh, of course yeah we're definitely capable of making that much be beauty without it so well i mean other things that create equally powerful emotions are love or you know family connections so definitely there'd be other methods of expression yeah um but religion has just been an excuse to bring forth some really nice ones definitely yeah, yeah. um which we can give a credit for that but um you know i mean the the it's just 
overwhelmingly because I think it just convinces people to remain in a very comfortable bubble of ignorance and false beliefs. I just wouldn't, I just see it as harmful Mm -hmm. despite all of that. Yeah, exactly. So one of the questions in the chat window was, uh, would you agree that Christians are charitable? I'm, I'm guessing that's a yes or no, but you can expand on it if you want. Christians are charitable because people are charitable and there are charitable people who identify as Christians. So sure. Yeah. They're charitable. <laughs> That's an awesome answer. Yeah. I think, I think that they're not as charitable, charitable as they like to give themselves credit for though, because a lot of that charity is donating to the church. And yeah. I don't really consider that <laughs> charity. Um, but yes, there's obviously lots of Christians that are charitable in other ways and you know, just like there's lots of atheists that are too. Right. Most definitely. Um, I just don't think, I mean, usually when people make that argument or ask that question, they're, I guess, in some attempt saying that the charity justifies the Christianity because the Christianity motivated the charity. Mm-hmm. Now, like Courtney said earlier, there'd be other expressions of emotions in other places. There's other motivations for doing the right thing, not just religion. So yeah. I think that's just uh what was I've heard yeah, that question. It was Mick the atheist that was asking, so I don't think that was Oh hi Mick. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I don't think um I don't think he was being controversial. No. No. Just usually it's Christians who are asking that, but um That's true. I noticed uh with the with the Houston flood that happened not too long ago. Six months less than six months now, I think. Mm-hmm. Um the most charitable people were just being charitable, but mm-hmm. the most high-profile religious people were not so much charitable. Um, <laughs> what Whatever are you talking name? about? <laughs> Steve there Olstein? Some... Joel, Joel Olstein. That, you did that not guy. just say yeah. Steve Olstein. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, dude. You... <laughs> I don't remember his name. He's he's a douchebag. Either, no. either way, he, he had to be pressured into opening his doors. Well, I mean, you can't get in there for free. <laughs> no, he wanted. He wanted. You gotta he pay a cover. Was, he walked around with the with the donation buckets after he hey, opened his doors. You gotta you gotta pay to see a show, okay? So just let the man make his money. These <laughs> right? people are fools, and and absolutely, <laughs> you know, he's 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 very very honest about how he feels about finances and humans in general. But people are still going to adore him because he's a pastor. Well. And he's a charismatic. He's he's good looking. Goblin. Got to give him that. No, he's not. He's not good looking. He he's, looks got horrible. he's got the nose. No, he's not good looking in any way. <laughs> there is nothing attractive about that man. No, not at all. That's because you know his character. If you if you just no. looked at him right off, I could see him being a model, and that's about it. He's, yeah, he's a shallow serious. as such. Are you being he's serious? Like, yeah, I'm totally thing. serious. He's that's You're... why he's so charismatic. I think it's because he's got the looks to go with it. His no, character is pathetic. No, he does not. You don't think so? <laughs> no, <laughs> he's one of the worst looking people I've ever seen. Okay, so if I, I was gay, I would go for him. <laughs> what? What totally. just happened with this podcast, Glenn? <laughs> let me tell you. Let's get back to the <laughs> questions. Questions. <laughs> Pick them back up. Did, did I so take you left field for a second? We went like out of the park to the parking lot to like the intersection of the street halfway to the house. We have not even we left the we left we the left stadium. The we left the stadium. That's awesome. 
Yeah, <laughs> we left the stadium. Okay, let's go back to the stadium. That, there's nothing fun at the stadium. That was there's fun. a lot of fun at the stadium. <laughs> I, I mean, I thought that was a little entertaining. I, I don't know. There are plenty of fun things at the stadium. Too. Okay, so um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh, if you guys, uh, I don't know that Courtney, you do this much anymore. It's more that you shout out questions, and sometimes you get more rag on the comments, which is fun. I know Nikki still talks to people quite yeah. a bit though so what is your favorite method of discussion when you're talking to religious people both uh person to person or face to face or online um examples of each would be nice and then i gave you a whole bunch of different um kind of examples i guess like walking away or um argue with evidence maybe the socratic method street epistemology um tear them down and make them look foolish, troll the hell out of them, whatever. Well, I too am charitable. And when people start to argue for religion, I don't want to tear them down and make them look too foolish. I feel like they're doing that enough. And, you know, by sounding ridiculous, if you know, but <laughs> the thing that is, you know, that I would say, I don't know, humor, um, a little bit of, I'd say the Socratic method and like providing so, you know, a little science lesson, because it's usually science that we're discussing. So I'd say, yeah, Socratic method, you know, and, you know, inf informational. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree with Nikki. It's, I think, like, one of the things that really drives me crazy is when I'm talking to a religious person and somebody else jumps into the conversation and just starts tearing that person down. It's, it's not productive in any way. It doesn't make atheists look any better. And so I just, you know, I like to be generous and I like to be kind, even when people are being really abusive towards me and saying horrible things to me, I like all it's kind of trolling at this point, I guess, on my part. But I'll, like, reply with hearts and, like, hug emojis and stuff like that. But that's, I just always, I always want to be the better person because I think atheism as a whole has a lot to gain from that, from us appearing as the better people. Um, but sometimes, like, that's not to say that sometimes they don't get on my nerves and they, they push the right buttons and, and I have my moments but um i definitely like the socratic method just getting them to explain to me what they believe and just asking questions and getting them to answer these questions is really the, the way that i like to operate the most but sometimes with some people you just can't you know some people yeah. they just that wall is just so high you're not going to crack it down and they they just they, you cannot talk to them. So I just usually, you know, that's when I turn to humor. And yeah. Is that typically online that you see that? Or is it face-to-face? -face? Is it different face-to-face? -face? I do not have conversations with people face-to-face -face about religion at all in Canada, except for the Jehovah's Witnesses that come to my house every <laughs> week. What? And they were, actually, they were actually here just before this. What? Can um, you put up a sign? <laughs> I don't see the thing is, is I don't mind at all. And 
I like I work at home. I don't mind. They're usually very quick and I get to ask them questions. So they give you the watchtower and then they uh-huh. yes. <laughs> they give me the watchtower. They know that I'm an atheist. <laughs> I have a little atheist symbol on my truck and they have to walk by it to get to my door. So great. Hope it burns a hole in their forehead. <laughs> <laughs> we have Darwin's fish on the back of our car. <laughs> Both of them have Darwin's fish. How about you, Nikki? I know that you have family that are still extremely religious. So how does that work out? Well, it's every day. Family, work, billboards, bumper stickers. It's everywhere. Everywhere. I feel your pain. Today, my coworker wore a shirt that said, Kingdom Builder. And that just means building the kingdom of God. So it's everywhere all the time. And um, we even talked about it today. It comes up every day. And it's, um, I do challenge people. I want them to explain to me why they believe things that are ridiculous. So that's why I can't help but challenge them. So if someone says something that's ridiculous to me, except flat earthers, I draw the line. (laughs) (laughs) The gloves come off with flat earthers? No, the no, gloves... That's when you turn well, around and you walk away. <laughs> yes, that is... Yes. They go. They know. I got so mad at work the other day. Oh, my gosh. Now people know. Well, I don't know. It was horrible. Oh, yeah. I remember reading about that. You, you put up that your boss actually had to intervene or something like that? Yes. Like, I have a great relationship with my boss, and he knows me. And he's... <laughs> This one guy's like, no, 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 no. Seriously, the world is flat. The world is flat. I'm like, go away, Dante. Dante, no. Don't. Don't do this. And he said he was going to do it anyway and pulled up a stool next to me. And I got so fucking pissed. And my boss was like, no, 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 absolutely not. Go away. Go away. It's just, (laughs) I just can't understand. I'm like, you're not really talking to me about this. And then he starts giving me these reasons. And he sits down anyway after his boss leaves. And I'm just like... Oh my God. I'm sorry for rambling. It's just so painful and I don't really have anybody else to talk to about it. Um, so <laughs> because like, I I'm, um, like it's just kind of, most people don't really encounter people like this day to day. So, so I don't, I don't work with a flat earther, but I do work with a guy <laughs> that's a conspiracy theorist and oh, to the 20th degree, like going back to the, second century bolsheviks and the stuff that they're doing that yeah and he just connects the dots from here to kingdom come he's a really entertaining guy to talk to he calls up npr all the time talks to does them. he he's recorded himself oh god please tell me he's on youtube i'm really hoping he, that this he is, is not oh, one of these why? days i might actually con him into being on a live stream with me or whatnot but i really try to keep work and this separate so I, I avoid doing that if all possible. But yeah, oh, he's, no, he understand. is so entertaining. He's He gave me a three-page thing that he wrote up about how everything in um, the Marxist realm that's now affecting us today and the communists that we have today relates back to like the 12th century and some plans that were put together back there. It was very, very crazy. What's what? What? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. He, he's an interesting guy. Well, um, I hope he finds peace. Yeah. Because he sounds quite disturbed. 
So to add, oh, that's kinda... so to add to the Jehovah Around... Witness thing, it pops something in my head that I I think you might guys might find interesting, and and pretty much confirm that Mormonism is more cultish than people believe, and that is after I moved down here, I didn't tell anybody in my family I moved down here, right? Um. My mom, my sister, my my sister and I are atheists. My brother's an atheist. My mom is, for all intents and purposes, an atheist. I don't know what she believes anymore. She might believe in tree hugging, for all I know. Um, and the rest of them are Catholic. But the Mormon church came to my house and asked for me by name. Wow. <laughs> because they knew exactly where I moved to and where I lived. This is after I moved out of Utah. <laughs> they tracked me wow. down and knocked on my door. Why? Um, to see if I was going to come to church. <laughs> so did That's they? Crazy. No, I had a I had a two hour conversation about how their God's not real. After that, since they tried to bring me into their church, I'll bring them into mine. <laughs> <laughs> I just Welcome don't understand. Well, they Why they would go to such great lengths. This is the Mormon church. You you check in, but not check out. Ooh. I had to, back in high school, I had to pretend I was Mormon just to get a date. That's how Utah is. <laughs> how how productive was it after you got the date? Did you get, like, anything more after that? Or well, you've heard super... about the stories about the bishop's daughter, right? I have. Well, that's yeah. all daughters in Mormonism. Really? Oh man, they are just yes. They're 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 basically raised into believing that they're codependent. They must have a guy in order to even ha enter heaven. Mm -hmm. So they're all raised to be codependent. Mm -hmm. So they. But I mean, it gets pretty crazy. Get, like, what was the intention in dating a Mormon woman? Like, there is nothing but in, Mormons in, there. <laughs> what else? I mean, did were you have? able to like successfully sleep with these females? Like, were they putting out like that, or because mm -hmm. what was? Because a lot of <laughs> that's oh, wow. that's why I said just like the bishop's daughter, they're all daughters of a bishop, pretty much. Okay, okay, that's what I interpreted. I just wanted to verify. Yeah, they, and but they they won't. You can't go and date them. You can't go meet their parents and whatnot unless you tell them which ward you're living in or. Who's what? Your, who's your bishop and all that fun stuff? Yeah, that sounds like some. It's really it's next level children shit. of the corn is what I'm saying. <laughs> that's weird. They're 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 weird. That's Utah. Oh my god! And that's why I was Remind me to that never. After I moved there. down to Texas, they found out where I lived and called me and came to my house and wow. asked for me by name. You know, Jehovah's Witness come in and talk to you, right? They want to know. Who's living here? What you believe? No, they're like, hey, is Glenn here? Wow. Who are you and why are you knocking like, at my door? I don't not, know you. He is not here. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's that's uncomfortable, but. <laughs> it, it gets, Utah's bizarre. It, it, yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, in addition to the last question, actually, let's say. Um, which method seems to be the most effective with dealing with people that believe? Um, Nikki, I think you're the best to answer it if uh, we're talking about face-to-face -face and person-to-person, -person, since you have to deal with it to the extreme, much like I do. Um, and Courtney's more online because she's out in the boondocks. So, no, Yeah, well, well, I mean, I would say that... 
humor because you're basically having to tell someone they're wrong, which is incredibly difficult to do. And people go up in arms very quickly. You have to tell someone they're wrong by, you know, as kind, kindly and sweet <coughs> as, as, you know, as possible. If you can get them to laugh, then it, it's a lot easier <laughs> to, yeah. to question them. And also to, if you kind of repeat things back to them and then kind of look at them like, are you serious when you say it? They will kind of start to feel, they'll start to really think about it and start to feel uncomfortable because usually a lot of my conversations that have gone very far, like gone to the, as far as they could go, most people have just said, you just need to believe <laughs> because, you know, or, or you're too smart or you think too much or something. So I'm, <laughs> so I'm assuming, cause that's insulting to them. Um, for them to get to that point and be able to admit that is, is just, it's weird. But I mean, if you're very nice to people and, and ask the right questions, they'll be honest and answer them. Interesting. You know, just be like, <laughs> you know, you don't really believe that. I mean, really, come on. You know, like, that's not sensible. So what's up? Like, you know, it, you know, they'll they'll answer. So. Yeah, most people are pretty chill about it, I guess. I don't know. Because they talk about religion a lot at work. So it's a very integral part of people's lives. And most of them are religious. So, yeah. Like the things That's I so tweet, right. Say what? That's so weird. It's just, there's, it's nothing. Like, it. nobody ever brings it up here or when I lived in Vancouver. Yeah, like... Mm -hmm. um. The things I tweet are accurate. Like the guy, there was one guy who was talking to uh, another dude like two weeks ago. And um, one of them was talking about a client and he said, um, you know, this person had this plan, but God said, no, that's not what was going to happen. And the other guy was like, yeah, absolutely. And he was like, yeah, you know, we think we have our own plan, but God has his own plan. We're not going to fuck that up or screw that up. And the other guy was like, yep, you can't mess with the Lord, Lord's plan. <laughs> And I was just like, okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. But I was like, perfect Twitter moment. But like, yeah, like, uh, yeah, that shit happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That, that doesn't happen at my work. I have to admit that everybody stays on, not on religious term subjects at my work. It's Well, it's also funny because in addition to talking about their belief, they talk about the inter interactions they have with other Christians and they will be sitting there absolutely dogging the shit out of them, talking about how Miss Jackson thinks that she can cook the most food for the child's dinner, but I can cook the better food. And she wants to put everything on may mayo and everything, but this bitch doesn't know. And I'm just like, wow, praise Jesus. <laughs> you feel know, like, like they go, it's funny. Like, there's like two sides to it. There's the belief and then there's the, like, because church is such a big part of people's lives, they have these conflicts with other church members and they will sit there and go on and on and on about them. And it gets really, 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 really gnarly. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, I'm, I find it very entertaining so I can talk freely about it, but I, I'll just go on if, I, if you guys don't interject. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're right ahead i think we're entertained actually <laughs> well i hope so because it's it's just it you know i think about leaving the south i do 
but my Twitter page, I would lose a lot of its material. And my, I would lose a lot of my <laughs> motivation for my thoughts and things if I did. Um, uh, that sounds like a stand-up act, almost. Like, if I move out of here, I'd lose material. Why would I leave? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's pretty, yeah. I, I can understand that because I get like I get stuck a lot, and it's like there's only so many times you can write about the Jehovah's Witnesses coming to your door. So, oh yeah, but there's it's more to like <laughs> there's so many different angles with what you can talk about religion, and like I, mine is more from like an anecdotal standpoint. You provide a completely other valuable view that other people like seriously need. I don't see a lot of like atheist parenting sites out there, and there's a lot of people who are like have questions about this and like it's it's mm -hmm. super 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 important um but it's like we you're 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 just you're so influential and you're kicking ass in your role seriously i just well, thank you i would just look at your account and be like you know one day i'm gonna you know that is, that <laughs> is actually true that um there's not too many people that are actually born and raised atheists Right. So yeah. we don't, people don't realize how much of a different experience that Courtney and I have had that everybody else hasn't. I mean, yes. I grew up in Children of the Cornland. Let's get that straight. Mm -hmm. like, this well, that shit is was crazy, weird. but I grew up atheist in that community. That's which crazy, is, yeah. it, You're surrounded you're like, by the enemy, essentially. <laughs> incognito your whole life, man. It's just. It's well, really I started weird. wearing Buddhist prayer beads just so people would leave me the hell alone, quit asking. <laughs> What's cool about that, though, is, is that the prayer beads I got was um, I went doing these interviews to um, different Kung Fu um, martial artists in, in Utah Valley. This dude that I went to interview, um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. It's like Jeff something or other. I can't remember. But um, he grew up in the Bronx. He's a, he's a black guy that grew up, grew up in the Bronx, used to be a uh, bear, uh, gold uh, – Golden Gloves boxer. That's what I was trying to say. Um, he went and got a master's degree in modern and creative dance. Used to be a gypsy. Decided to become a full Tibetan Buddhist monk. Runs his own monastery in Utah. And is the uh, tenured professor of modern dance and interpretive dance at the university. <laughs> Baldus Kimbley teaches Wing Chun Kung Fu and is the only Tibetan monk in Utah. You can't wow. get more wow. minority than that guy. <laughs> uh, I was also married crazy. to um, another, she's a nice lady too. I only got to meet her shortly, but she's also bald, which is weird. I guess they all shave their heads, but he um, had a guy visiting him from Tibet. And this guy was portly little round um, Asian guy. Really cool. He was really nice too. But so my prayer beads that I have were blessed by Tibetan monks. They're uber special. Nice. And people That's just let me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'd wear them all the time so people quit asking. That was really what it is. That's good. That's that's good. Maybe you could yeah. start a business. I don't know. Well, I did it. Uh, like, if you want them to stay away from you, <laughs> here are some. <laughs> well, you you got to know enough about the religion that they leave you alone, too. That's the other thing. Well, then you—that's another part of the business. You could just keep like providing advice for like how to to, you know, here's the the new trend of what they're asking when they ask about your Buddhist prayer beads, like things like that. You know, I got a good story with mine though. I keep them with me. I still have them. That's what I'm saying. You know, <laughs> it's important. 
I mean, in any case, you can still wear them and stuff. But I'm just saying it's it's wor it worked for you to keep them off of like, keep them off of you. So yeah, but I know enough about the religion too that I know how to work around them. Yeah, I mean that's definitely helpful as well. But living there, I can't imagine that that exposure didn't. It's like help living you learn in Rome and living about... around Catholics, and you're the only atheist. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, well, actually, it's, it's... probably more. Yeah, it's. I don't know how else to put it. I mean, it. It's kind of like your situation, but with um, multiple. You have multiple denominations around you, where this was all this. Everybody believed the same thing. I would think that would be freakier, to be honest with you. Like, it's so interesting to meet different people from different religious backgrounds. Mm -hmm. But I would just feel like I was in, like, the middle of, like, some weird dystopian fucked up movie. If I lived in Utah, like, everyone was the same. It would be like that. What's that movie with the... Oh, what's his name? Pod I can't people? remember. No. <laughs> Children of the Corn? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <clears throat> It had... What's his face in it? Shit. Dennis... Uh, I don't remember, but either way, they people were like like clones of people were like popping up and like these huge pods and like replacing them or something like that. You just feel out of place. That's where I'm going with this. Yeah. So <laughs> as you realize that you were like, as there were more of them, and they were like chasing you throughout town, and it became like you know a problem. So I'm comparing like being surrounded by Mormons to uh, that. I never had the mob follow me, but I did get fired because I wasn't Mormon. <laughs> That's kind of mobbish, mm -hmm. I'd yeah, say. It's a little bit, like, a little bit freaky. It's like corporate mob. Mobbish. <laughs> or, I mean, it's it's not fair. It's that's that's not right. No. Is okay, so Joseph let's go on Smith to some order? success stories. I think let's move on to that. Um, I'm pretty. You guys have been on Twitter, Instagram, um, YouTube. Well, one of you, anyways. <laughs> Nikki, get get on that. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> we I, th need I think to. You, one day I've been harassing her for like what two years now to get on YouTube. Something I don't like even that. know what I would say to people. I mean, to be honest with you, I just, I, I mean, having conversations interests me, but I don't know what I would say to them. Uh, I'm pretty sure you could thumb up with something. You're a clever person. But anyways, um, <laughs> has anyone ever come up to you, messaged you, or talked to you when you're out or even online and um, expressed gratitude or thank you and, and uh, for helping them deconvert, as it were? And um, if you can recall, you don't have to call them out specifically, but if you want to tell us a story about um, how that went, if you can remember like personally interacting with them or anything like that? Do you share that? Uh, yeah, there was um, <clears throat> Jacob on Twitter. I don't know if you know him. Mm -hmm. But when he was originally on Twitter, he was under a different name, a different identity. And he came at me just hardcore going at the Bible thumping and all that. And I was nice and um just talk to him and you know calmly through throughout through the course of a few months we would have conversations and i would just explain why i don't believe what he believes and he would explain why he does believe what he believes and then all of a sudden he disappeared and it was like a couple months later i got an email saying that 
this was his real identity and he's been gone for a couple of months because he was questioning his religion and he's now an atheist and now he's on twitter and he's probably more vocal than i am at this point that's awesome yeah that is awesome i've i i don't believe i've ever had someone say i was a christian who was pretty hardline in my beliefs and you convinced me out of them that would I wish I, I wish I could do that starting with my parents, but, um, I have had a lot of people say that they were already questioning and then my points helped them along, um, that I've answered, you know, answered kind of some of the questions that they've had as they were leaving and, 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 you know, things like that. So that's been encouraging. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's been nice. I don't know if that's the same thing, but I would call that I think it is. success. Yeah, I would call that success. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out there who are, like, it's, I'm sure you know, it's difficult to leave your religion. It's difficult to admit that everything you've ever believed is wrong. And they're struggling. There are people that are, are out there that are truly struggling. And you know, nine times out of ten, these people are the, the the lurkers. They're not actually engaging with you. And that's why I do a lot of quote tweeting because the audience is far more important, far more valuable than the actual person that you're arguing with. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And But there's so many of them that are really struggling. Like, they send me emails. A lot of people send me emails telling me what they're going through. And, like, it, it just I don't envy them it's hard. It just seems really difficult. And just doing what we do helps those people to realize that a, they're not alone, B that it's totally normal and C that it's right. Like it's that religion is bullshit. It is. It is. And with that being said, you said something earlier that I really need to piggyback off of. When we are having those sensible conversations with people on Twitter, please don't butt in being rude mm-hmm. or disrespectful because you're just you're jerking off all over the chat at that time and it just doesn't look good. Yeah, and, exactly. And and on top of that, we've got, you know, people watching and trying to understand um, how to interact with these individuals and, and maybe some people are teetering on, on, you know, being honest with themselves about their atheism, but don't want to adopt the, I don't know, the, the label. Yeah. And, um, because there's already a negative stigma out there regarding us and negative behavior is going to reinforce a negative stigma. Mm-hmm. So let's try to be as nice as we can. Um, and, Remember that not every but like not everybody was born an atheist and a lot of people question in religion, like I said earlier, is very, very it's deeply ingrained in people's minds and it's a very weird thing. And people shouldn't be ridiculed for it. Um mm-hmm. called names and things and now now you you know, it's definitely essential to call a person out. Mm-hmm. But that's just stupid and you're a young earth, blah 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 blah. Um, and you're ignorant, just like a young earth, blah, blah, blah. And it's, you know, it's, you know, it's just, just be kind. If you're going to be honest, be honest, but just don't call names. 
it's unnecessary. I think what a lot of atheists forget is that a lot of our most heavily admired atheist uh, personalities out there were once religious. And could you imagine yourself talking to Matt Dillahunty that way and telling him that he's stupid or, or anything like that? Like, we all know that he's not a stupid man. Like, we oh, all know this. Not. But at one point in time, he was religious, you know? And yes. it just, like, they're not stupid. They're just lost. They're just, they have been convinced of something that's wrong. And, you know, whether it's religion or anything else, most of us have been convinced of things that are wrong. And it doesn't make us stupid. It just makes us, wrong. you know, not have asked the yeah it makes us wrong that's all and (laughs) there's nothing you know that's totally normal it's a normal human experience to be wrong about things and um yeah I just it really bothers me when people get rude and angry at these people and I'm like you know the other thing too is that one of the biggest arguments that I get is the morality argument and it's it's such an opportunity when they're acting like assholes, when the Christian or the Muslim is acting like an asshole towards you and you just return fire with happy, you know, I love you. It's okay. You know, you, you just, you're being the better person. It's such an opportunity when they're being assholes to be the better person and to prove the morality argument wrong right there in that one conversation, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I don't understand why people get so upset. I mean, I guess I do. They they feel duped. You know, they feel a lot of atheists feel like they were duped and lied to and they've got a grudge. Um, but yeah, it's just it doesn't help anything when we're calling them names and belittling them. So there's been okay. some research around that, actually, with the uh, angry atheist, as it's been called. Um, mm-hmm. What they feel is kind of like the it's it's about the same thing as if you were to experience a heavy breakup. So you feel the grief, mm-hmm. the depression, then you get angry, and then sometimes you might get vengeful, spiteful, you act out, whatnot. And then acceptance is always the last one, of course. Um, mm-hmm. Same thing goes for this. I mean, it's um, what people don't realize is when somebody has a core value, and that core value happens to be, say, I am a Christian, right? And that core value is such a deep part of explaining who they are. And then they find out that that piece of them was a lie this whole time. It's pretty Mm -hmm. traumatic. It's not a small thing to go through. And Nikki could probably attest to that as well, considering she's one of the ones that actually did deconvert. I've never experienced this myself, so I couldn't say, but. It is. I think for me, the the biggest thing wasn't necessarily the religion but it's well I think it's the influence it is the religion but it's just how it's taught to me as being its purpose in my life was which was what was the problem and um it's harmful and when I start realizing that not only excuse me <clears throat> that um this is this thought process is wrong with the people who I love are you know, are wrong and they've told me a lot of things that I held on to pretty tightly for a while and 
went through all these difficult experiences where this advice didn't work, but yet I was, was charged with listening with them and trusting them. It's that type of thing is more of where I have a problem. Um, it, it just feels like you have to start your reasoning. Like you have to start chipping away lessons you've learned as a child you have to start mm-hmm. chipping away different ways that you view the world. You have to start chipping away different ways you view yourself and, and all these different things that you're not prepared for because you think you're on the right track. And then it just kind of side, it just, it just sideswipes you. And it's a very, it, it's weird. It, it's a very weird feeling. It makes you feel like you just totally, I don't know, like you fucked up, but then you realize <laughs> that's what you were taught <laughs> you know yeah. i can so, see that you know yeah it's pretty shitty the the one thing that came to mind for me and i know he's talked to you both of you in fact because he mentioned it is uh he goes on twitter by jai boy i think this is his name. oh yeah 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 i guess yeah. he creeped a couple of you out <laughs> Well, he creeped me out. I'm turns out lie. that he's a transsexual Muslim hiding in the midst of the UK with his. He lives with his family. Okay. In in the midst of all that, and he absolutely hates it. Oh, I know he's unhappy, and I hate that for him. His situation is very dire. I, I spent um. a good year talking to him. Um, I used the Socratic method. Actually, I felt like I was doing um clinical psychology at that point because <laughs> some of the stuff he was going through and it um what kicked it for him was when i when i d- addressed his trifecta so they have the three pillars um that allah is the one true god that the quran is perfect and inerrant and to know of allah you need to go through muhammad basically that's mm-hmm. their trifecta essentially so um i asked him which one was the most important and of course, Muhammad was. And I was like, well, I compared him to a narcissist because that's essentially what it was. You couldn't do or say anything within that religion without going through him first. Everything had to be centered upon him. That is exactly what a narcissist would do if he wants complete intro- complete tr- control and domination. So I had him walk through mm-hmm. that whole process, made him come to that conclusion just by asking questions. Not necessarily leading, just let him walk in his stream of thought. And... uh um, he's probably my greatest success story because he's a weird one now, but he's, he's, he's a very cool, weird one. I would think I like weird though. I grew up in Utah. <laughs> this kind of goes with the yeah. turf. My dog just got home. He was with my mom. Both Aww. my cats are just chilling next to me right now too. They're just staring at me. I wouldn't pick them up. <laughs> That's how they roll. Okay. So let's, uh, Let's move on to the not-so-religious questions, I think, um, before we wrap this up. And the last one was, I actually, this was spawned from a conversation that I was watching in the uh, Street Epistemology Facebook group. I was a member, I'm a member of them, and I try to help people learn how to better their arguments so they're not such um, firebrand-style atheists, basically. Because not everybody can mm-hmm. reason with logic and facts, right? Because that mm-hmm. means you'd have to retain a lot of that, and a lot of it changes, so that's a lot of keeping up with. So street epistemology is a little bit different. It, it addresses their feelings and all that kind of fun stuff. But then I guess some 
weirdness happened. I hadn't posted there in a while because I started seeing this kind of stuff creep up, but somebody posted on there saying, uh, yet again, women are silenced in atheist corners or atheist community. Um, where do you stand on that? Do you guys feel silenced at all? Or if, if anybody's trying to shut you down and if so, who, and, um, if not, then why do you think this exists? I personally haven't heard that before. Um, Courtney, I'm tossing you the ball. Um, I'm absolutely not. I do not feel that way in the least. I've never felt more supported in anything that I've done, in fact. And I, I mean, I just was taken on by uh, Patheos. So I'm going to ah, be blogging there. Congrats. Nice. Thank you. God, that's and, great. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Um, that should be like next week, I think, that I'll be starting, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, it's I definitely do not feel that at all. And you know what? I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I've just, I've never, I've heard people say this and I've never had anyone show me how that's happening. Like, definitively um but i'm open to to learning and if somebody has instances of that happening then i'm definitely willing to take a look at that yeah me too i would agree so nikki i I, i'd assume you've never experienced or seen anything like that either right no not really actually i think that um godless mom and i honestly may have some of our popularity because we are females um i I would and not because of any type of physical attributes but because a a female voice a vocal passionate female atheist voice isn't very common Mm -hmm. um and there are those like jacqueline glenn um but i think that you just provide an interesting perspective, but I'm, I mean, I don't see, I don't, I don't know. I don't see any evidence that we're being no. sil- intentionally I, silenced or. No, I've actually had people like specifically say like, I'm so glad I found you. We need more atheist women out there. And mm-hmm. like, I would definitely say that you're right about that. I definitely have part of my part of my popularity is because of the fact that I'm a woman. So I don't yeah. think it's just it's that awesome. though. I mean, not any woman would get the popularity that you guys have. Clearly there's more yeah. to it and I well, could flatter you to all heavens if I wanted to, but you know, <laughs> but I think godless mom provides, but I think stating that our appearance is in any way responsible for our popularity. No, it's proceeds... not. Okay. It's but not. I think I'm it... just saying that, that that's an addition to, it's not just that you guys are attractive. It's also that you give clear perspective, that you don't back down. You're very well-spoken. You're both um, completely active all the time, making sure that uh, your your comments are um, thoughtful. I particularly like the stuff that you've been posting recently, Nikki, with the things you see at work, because those are instantly entertaining. Because I don't Thank see you. that. No one else realizes that kind of stuff happens in the South. And it's a very <laughs> interesting perspective, to say the least. And then the, mm-hmm. I'm still entertained by the holy comments. That's just, 
that's entertainment <laughs> gold listening to that thing. It's just like, really? <sighs> Man, if well, I dug I, through my... some really good comments in there. I, I wonder what have... I could pull out of my feed. <laughs> well, I have to admit, I'm so glad that you cleaned that up, Glenn. Um, because, yeah, we do put a lot of effort into um, our work. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's, it's just, the, I think, the ability to be vocal to a point where people are listening, you pique their interest, and they are willing to listen to you. Because there's a lot of things out there competing for people's attention. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot mm -hmm. of pretty faces. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they're so, not necessarily as well spoken, thoughtful, thoughtful right. well spoken. And those are the those are the attributes that I attribute to our success. I mean, um, but being a <coughs> female representation of that, because there are a lot of thoughtful, well spoken um, atheist faces mm -hmm. um, who are males, um, mm -hmm. and it would be nice to see some more. So I don't think that we're being silenced. I think we're actually being um, promoted. Yeah. I would agree. I just wanted to add, just to be just to be clear, because mm -hmm. it's uh it's a psychological thing. The first thing that draws anybody's attention is is sight, obviously, unless you're blind, mm -hmm. and then you know it's other things. So there is that aspect, but when they start paying attention, which is almost immediately after, um, within fifteen seconds or so, usually, um, that's when you got them hooked. If you get my meaning, like. Sure, they see who this is. Because, for example, if you look on the side of who to follow, say you follow a few um, different atheist people online, and you look mm -hmm. on the side who to follow, well, you guys both have profile pictures up there, and that immediately captures the eye. They might not actually even read through your feed yet and just follow because they're just following people that look agreeable, and then they actually read your stuff, and then that's what keeps them there. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Thank you. You're very flattering. I appreciate it. I'm it's very nice flattering. to be considered beautiful. I'm not going to lie. And Courtney, you guys are beautiful, and Courtney but is that's a gorgeous. small part of it. And, as, and, and, and Courtney is absolutely beautiful as well. So, I, no, I, I understand. Well, thank you. you. Yes. So, thank you for the compliment. <laughs> and hopefully I've demonstrated. Nikki, you've seen my wife. You know that I've, oh, I, have, yeah. I have good tastes in women. Yeah, she's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. My, my so, we're flattered. Four foot eleven mm -hmm. Filipino wife. She's so short. Wow. She's awesome. <laughs> she comes up well, to my chin right here. We are, we are very flattered. Anyways, yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I I wanted to ask that because I saw that thread and I was like, you know what? I already hit you guys up to be on this, and I, why not? I'll just ask that question because I saw it in an atheist circle specifically to street epistemology, and they're claiming this claim, and I'm like, really? Because I see these several other people over here who have massive followings well bigger than me obviously and they're not silent who's gonna try and silence you guys that would be entertaining to see who's gonna well, mass flag you down i dare them i think some people are just a little extra sensitive and they interpret things that way yeah i'm thinking that that's my would it be yeah, and it's and then they they just convince themselves that people want to see them. You know, it's there's a lot of really sensitive people out there, and they can definitely interpret it that way that they're being they're just being chased out of the community when really all that's happening is that somebody's challenging them. Mm 
for very good reasons. <laughs> yeah. Well, usually good reasons. I mean, rarely is it a bad one. It usually starts yeah. out with good intentions and then it turns to shit right after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the, the thing is, is that, that what, what Nikki and I do on not for people with thin skin. No. You get a lot of abuse. <laughs> and sometimes you get it from the atheist community, you know, because there's a lot of different completely polarizing views in the atheist community. And if you mention the wrong topic, it's flame war city. And, you know, you oh, just get yes. hate. It's so great you mentioned that, Courtney. <laughs> Very applicable. And I, yeah, yeah I understand. <laughs> And that's yeah. that's one of the reasons I stopped talking in in the street epistemology group, because um, I was happy reading through it, helping people out, strengthen their arguments and that. And then um, Nikki and I were working on a project to try to bring it to to kids. We wanted to make a kids book essentially, um, mm -hmm. kind of an educational book. And of course, that kind of fell flat. But uh, we did some amazing work in there. We we're talking about like um, the psychological. Um, defense mechanisms people had and we were talking about um, the defense mechanisms that people usually have when they're discussing things how, how to tell when they're closed or open when you're talking to them um, and then uh, Anthony was a part of it as well and he was working on uh, the more the way you could talk to people the phrasing um, he worked on the fallacy side of it trying to go down mm -hmm. how to navigate about when somebody asks you like a loaded question, how do you get around that, that type of thing. And we had this all together and ready to publish, but then, you know, the people that were backing us with money kind of just evaporated and <laughs> that just kind of crashed the whole thing. But um, in this group, we were putting this all together and um, I would be in the groups trying to help them through these specific things, how to get around these type of things. And then um, during the process of making that um, book, we put uh, I put forth a question to that epistemology group saying, well, is there anything other than religion that you could talk about using street epistemology? And um, some people are like, yeah, it, everything's on. Everything's open. Do what you want. A couple of them are like, well, yeah, you could really use it on anything. But should you? Should you talk about these subjects? Because I asked specifics like, can we talk about Black Lives Matter with this? Can we talk about um, the gay and lesbian community? Can we talk about human rights or anything like that? Using street epistemology to find out who's true or who's got the truth or who's coming to a good conclusion. And it wasn't so much that we couldn't. It's mostly that we shouldn't. And that's when I could yeah. tell that, yeah, I better just just chill with this group at this point because I'm going to piss someone off. And then mm -hmm. um, it was maybe a month ago, it went um, to a full stop. They stopped all posts. They wouldn't allow anybody else to post because um, some people got pretty abusive because of some subject that was in there. And the, there was a thread that started it all that said, women, yet again, women are being silenced in this group. I'm like, but you just posted a thread saying that. How are you being <laughs> silenced? It's just completely opposite of what you just said. And then there's a big discussion, and then they left the group. I'm like, well, now you just silenced yourself, so I guess it's true, right? Yeah. It didn't make sense to me, so I figured I'd ask you guys, because you got a huge following. You got um, creative art artistry. You got it around two or three different platforms. Um, 
Nikki will be starting a YouTube channel. I swear <laughs> to Thor, I will get her set up so she can do it. <laughs> I think she's got something to add there, and it would be very entertaining. I agree. To, to set well, that up. I mean, as far as that, I haven't heard anything about that, or, or I didn't even know that <laughs> people were continuing to interact. Um, but yeah. I mean, if they are, wow. Um, I mean, I wasn't aware, but from what I can tell, um, the Socratic questioning method is able to lead to, to, to covering those topics, and and I do see in the videos that Anthony does, I do see different topics come up that aren't religious topics. People just tend to gravitate to those more. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of, I mean, the history that started the group. And I mean, there's always things, I mean, that happened, creative differences, things like that. It wasn't, um, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a large deal um, to me, but I mean, it's, they, they're doing some good stuff and sometimes you start working on projects and they don't work out and yep. it's, you know, it's just, it happens. And it's just, I mean, to me, I didn't, I didn't know that things had continued, but. Well, um, it, it didn't really continue beyond what we did there. Like that just came to a standstill. Um, but the groups over in the, on the Facebook page oh okay oh i see oh oh okay 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 I, yeah not. that's where okay. things went crazy it had nothing to do with our group actually well it's good that they're having those open conversations and i think that those conversations could be good good opportunities to use street epistemology so i mean especially mm -hmm. in the street epistemology group well so I, i'd agree but apparently some people didn't and that's where it ended up oh i didn't know about that oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe you could talk to the leaders and... Now, Anthony know. kind of put his foot down, stopped all chats, and then brought it back up, and then a bunch of others made a mass okay. exodus, too. Yeah, and it Because they just didn't agree with, um, like, he said pretty much in the thing, keep it respectful, all subjects are open, and yeah. that's what all the admins agreed to, and yeah. some other people just were offended by that, because they didn't enact the right policy, I guess, and just left, so... Well, I mean, a lot of people, well, it's not their group, they're participants. And a lot of people, as a group starts to grow and get larger, there's going to be a lot of different opinions voiced because there's now a greater sample of people and therefore a greater risk of bringing in dissenters or people mm -hmm. who um, are incendiary. So, that, I mean, it happens. People have discussions and Anthony, who is has always been in my interaction with him very 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 open to discuss different topics um as the administrator shut shut stuff down started moving things around in order to respond to it and if people don't like the way things are done when things get very large as always there's a certain point where a group will break off yep. it happens all the time that's yeah, just, I think that's just a statement to Anthony's success and that this method has grown so much is that now there's such a large group of people that he's actually having dissenters. Good for him. <laughs> that's he, great. And, and now there's going to be another method of street epistemology. But the point is, is that it's a great way, a great way to, to speak with people um, about different topics. And sure, old boy over here may do things a bit differently, but the basic message is still there. 
Mm-hmm. And it's it's great that more people are questioning people and that the group is getting bigger, I'd mm-hmm. say. Um, yeah. He's definitely like a peacemaker, that. that's for sure. Oh, Anthony's... Oh, Anthony's so... I, I really, really... He's a sweet... He's very sweet. Like, he is very sweet. And mm-hmm. it's just... He just did the best he could. I mean... Anthony's a good guy, and he handled it. Yep, I've I've had the opportunity to meet him and come to his house, and that he's, yeah, he's pretty down to earth. I like him. Yeah, he is super down to earth, and we played I cards just... against humanity. <laughs> what? <laughs> I would love to play cards against humanity with Anthony. Come to Texas, let's do this. I know. I have not been to Texas. <laughs> we left Houston right as I started to become more interest, like interested in the atheist community. And I was, it was, oh my God, there were so many events and stuff and a lot of people. We should all go to a conference and just grab a room and start playing. <laughs> mm, I would, you know what? That's what, that's, you guys were, I met Anthony at a conference. So if you, yeah, if you're down, that's cool. I don't think I met him at a conference. I just ran across the group online after I read the book. I was like, you're lucky to be close enough to have access to people like, like two and a half hours away. Yes, two and a half hours away from Dillahunty. That's true. <laughs> I've never met him either, though. Oh my God, I love Matt Dillahunty. <laughs> oh goodness, he's that guy's uh, that love him. He's great. Yeah, yeah I don't agree great. with him on everything. I'll say that, but I do find him. Who does? He's I, awesome. I do yeah. find him pretty cool. I think I could chill yeah. with him and have a beer for sure. Oh my gosh. Yes, I love. Uh, oh my God, he's wonderful. He's great, and he would be pissed as hell that I am this uh, over him. But I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he would care to be honest. No, he did. Funny. No, he actually did. Well, now I'm being that person. But no, he actually did. He was like, Mm-mm. he's like, no, I'm a person, and I'm like, I. But you're Matt Dillahunty. You're a person named Matt Dillahunty, though. Like that's. <laughs> Uh, yeah like oh yeah i love him he's awesome i'm just happy that i got a chance yeah i'm i'm goo- i'm yeah i'm gushing i am <laughs> see that's what i love like i don't care i mean with the exception of eric killmonger <laughs> i don't care very much for like like celebrities i like like atheist personalities that's what yeah oh, that's, that's funny okay well since we brought on topic who's your favorite courtney <laughs> my favorite atheist personality that you would gush over. <laughs> uh, That's so nerdy. Oh my god. Who cares? It's embarrassing. Now it's on the internet forever. It is. I'm not taking this video down. Damn. <laughs> Courtney, say something. <laughs> no. oh, I know. I'm having fun. She's like, there is nothing cute about Matt <laughs> or any of these people. They're just, they're great. But no. Not, not um, there. I like the comedians. Jim Jeffries and mm. Ricky Gervais. I love Doug Stanhope. Doug Stanhope okay. is my favorite person on the planet. <laughs> okay. I like that direction. Comedians. Okay. Um, I'd be I'd be pretty um, excited about meeting like Richard Dawkins. Yes. Oh I've yes. spoken I've spoken before with Matt Dillahunty about different things and it's <sighs> let's just go with yes there are things i disagree with him about too yeah um but i still i still really respect him and i love what he does i love his work um and yeah there's there's just i don't know 
I think the people that I enjoy most talking about this stuff are the people on Twitter, though. It's not really necessarily the big famous people. I just he didn't I start love... off famous. I liked him before that. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I am not. I like Dillahunty before Dillahunty today. He just yeah. caught on. He just caught. I like Matt Dillahunty before Matt Dillahunty was Matt Dillahunty. So, <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, he could have never become famous, and I would still be watching old school, um, whatever atheist experience videos. Like, yeah, he's yeah. That doesn't yeah, mean, mean anything, awesome. but so yeah. somebody in the chat mentioned Seth Andrews. I met him. He's taller than me too. He's cool. <laughs> I've never had the opportunity. Have I? That's. It was pretty no. cool doing the um the podcast a thon with the David Smalley too, talking mm-hmm. to David Smalley. He's awesome. That was pretty cool. Funny. Yeah. Yeah, he is really cool. He's um his family's really sweet too. But um mm-hmm. there's some good voices out there, definitely. Yeah. But um you know, yeah, there you go. Most of them are men. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. But I mean that's cool. I mean I I like, I mean, I respect them. And I mean, like yeah. Lawrence Krauss, I gushed when I met Lawrence Krauss. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, have you heard? I did you hear about the him. controversy He's... though? No. Did he touch somebody too? Please say no. Don't tell me, please don't, don't do this. Dozens don't. of women. Dozens no! of women have come Stop forward. It! I know. It's, it's probably not true though. It's my, it's, it's going to be my, uh, my, my, my bet know? is it's probably not true. Yeah, you know, I, I, just, I need to see evidence. I gotta see the evidence. Uh, yeah, because I don't know, and that's why I'm I'm sad because now there's that possibility. No, I know. why? You know, and the thing is, it doesn't matter now whether he's Damn guilty it. or not. He's tainted, right? Like I know. If you say it's... out loud that you like him or you respect him, then then you're a misogynist, and yeah, yeah. Well, uh, they can call me that all I, all I want. Misogynist. I've been married for 16 years. I apparently hate my wife. Misogynist? Why? Why would I hate women? Because yeah. because Lawrence Krauss was awesome, and you, now he's tainted. You'd have to enter the mindset of the social justice warrior to understand how that is even possible. I enjoy those videos. I really do. Which, I, I which really ones? Enjoy, um, social justice warrior videos. The ones getting wrecked, or the ones that are promoting them? Both aren't they the same? Kind of, I guess, huh? If you think about it, you're still promoting the guys <laughs> yeah. that are, you're a straight white male. Everybody knows well, who I mean, that is. No, I mean, like, I'm talking about, like, uh, there's a video about this girl in, like, a Uber who was getting on some guy about a Hawaiian. Oh, um, the bobblehead? Yeah, that. That was pretty that's entertaining. Hilarious. Yeah, you know that's, you're, that's like, what oppressing, I mean. Like, I... like, the continent of Hawaii. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's... <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like those that are chick? Oh, those, yeah. that's funny. Apparently she's a porn star too. Oh, really? <laughs> that's don't tell me that cuz that's just perfect and no she's not. Yeah, no. I think so. If, if I remember right, the lady that was giving him crap was was a porn lady. So how wow. does she, no, I'm not going to ask about that. Yeah, I don't I'm care. I'm not going to ask about her reasoning to justify how porn is perfectly fine, but a hula doll isn't. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness yeah. gracious that's that's a whole other subject for another day um no, okay, i so... feel like we need to talk about that but no we won't we, we can fine. later if we so choose um no we don't have to i was just being <laughs> i'm being annoying okay Go so ahead. last question um if you were thinking of somebody or 
um, re- you want to recommend somebody get out vocal, um, voice their opinion. Um, maybe they have some concerns about privacy, maybe not. What, what would you suggest? And what are your recommendations for anyone that might be thinking of doing what you guys do? Worried about privacy? Specifically for those worried about privacy? Or just kind of those wanting to start in general? Um, those wanting to start, like they just convert and they want to do something, want to say something. Um, I guess it depends on what they want to say and what they want to, where they are, what their, their challenges are. Um, well here, let me try and put it a different way. Since this is a not thought provoking question, let's say, um, somebody comes up to you and they want you to mentor them into becoming a spoken out or outspoken person in uh, atheism in general, what would you recommend they do? Number one, please don't ask me to mentor you. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't have any time. Please don't, because that means that I'm taking my personal experience and injecting it into your experience. And the beauty of this expression is ex- personal experience. You just have to, to start talking. Like, please, oh gosh. How could that not be your you. recommendation right there? Like, well, yeah. That's really it. Just start talking. Yeah. Just do it safely. Yeah. Safely how? Safe. What's your recommendations for safely? Depending on the situation, I'd have to know specifics. Like, it depends. Like, for me, I would just have to make sure my parents didn't have access to my email address or that I, like, suspicious. Like, I did – I don't know. I'd have to, to do different things to prevent them. But, you know, that's different for different people. I hear that. How about you, Courtney? Final thoughts? Um, for me, giving people advice on how to get started. And, it, you know, if it is a security risk, I would tell them, you know, to really think about it. Exactly. Before they do it. Just really give it a think because there's lots of us talking. And, you know, you can save yourself and we'll still keep talking for those who can't like you, you know. Um, that's good. Yeah. But, um, but as far as getting started, I would just get out there and, and just start talking. Just, I, I, I would definitely start on Twitter cause I think Twitter is the best place for this kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and just jump into the conversations, do some keyword searches and jump into the conversations. And before you know it, it's, it's going to be an everyday thing. So. Yeah, Twitter is really good because you get to kind of test out different thoughts and see what other what people grasp onto. And it's a good way to start off anonymously. So you can absolutely be candid and start representing how you feel, but can't really express publicly and see what kind of crowd you bring in. And as you continue to bring in crowds and and just start to build that community, you can't get outside of there. Um, You kind of know who you start to relate to and and um you're able to basically it's just basically like building an online community yeah um, and you can take you have to you- be really active too you have to be really like engaging with people even like for me i get a lot of people who get mad at me cuz you know i'm not responding to them or something like that and it's like i literally missed what you said like i get a lot 
of stuff, but oh, I, would, yeah. I, yeah. I would recommend to people doing that, but make sure that you are contact or, you know, getting back in touch with people and, and responding to people as much as you possibly can, because that's the best way to build, to build an online. Like I used to be, I used to be an SEO. I used to do search engine optimization and like online marketing and stuff oh, like that. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and the thing is, if you're ever in one of those meetings with those people, you hear all these different tactics for how you can get more followers and how you can build your social communities and stuff like that. But all of those tricks are wrong. They've never worked. The only thing that works is engagement. And exactly. That's the advice that I would give them is to just be, you know, engage with people as much as you possibly can. Well, I mean, if you're trying to, uh, that's a, never mind. I'll, I'll not jump into the technical because I've done the <laughs> SEO stuff too. I, I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> Being in IT for the last 20 years kind of warps your brain to that kind of stuff. So, yeah. But yeah. I, I still look at things through an SEO lens. I hate it. Damn. 20. Actually, it's been 22 years now. God, I'm old. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's it for us. I'm going to stop the stream here in a minute. Thank, uh, but before I stop the stream and then thank you. <laughs> but thank you for everyone that was joining. We had a rather interesting uh, chat forum. I appreciate everybody that jumped in there and, and put in some questions. Um, we only had a couple, but we had an interesting sidebar discussion that was going on the whole time, which was entertaining to watch. Um, Thank you for everyone that decided to listen, come in. Um, we'll have to do this again sometime. It was really fun. Yeah, it was good. All right. Thank you all for joining. <laughs>